0: Part 2 of session 23, let's talk more Egypt and the great civilization of South America. Let's go. In the last video we were talking about Egypt and Ra's work there, their intervention and all the things they did, specifically the pyramid. So we're going to continue talking about Egypt here and some of the aspects of that time. And then we're going to transition the last question to South America. I want to make some emphasis there because this is something that's very interesting that it's being uncovered right now and I would say it's pretty current and I think it was. Uh, Worthy of the name of this video. So uh, I would think that most of the video is going to be Egypt anyways, but I wanted to give that connotation to South America because I thought it was very cool. So we're going to start where we left off talking about, uh, again, Egypt and Don's question where he says in question 23.10. Thank you. Then as an overall success, what you can tell me about What can you tell me about the relative success of the pyramid in any way at all? I understand that it was the pyramids for the purpose were basically unsuccessful and that they didn't produce the rise in consciousness that you would hope for, but there must have been some success. Can you tell me of that? Ra says, we ask you to remember that we are of the brothers and sisters of sorrow. When one has been rescued from that sorrow to a vision of the one creator, then there is no concept of failure. Our difficulty lay in the honor responsibility of correcting the distortions of the law of one which occurred during our attempts to aid these entities. The distortions are seen as responsibilities rather than failures. The few who were inspired to seek our only reason for the attempt. This puts a lot into context on how we perceive reality. It's a very human thing to think that some of the actions that we um, that we make have the possibility of failure because that's the way we were brought up to and this idea of how the world is philosophically affects our way to perceive reality this is a good example and i'm going to go at the end when we talk about south america another perception that creates a lot of issues trying to understand and piece together All the science that we have available to us to make sense of the world itself. Not even reality, but just the world itself as it speaks. And it has to do with South America. So again, we'll go back to that. But here, uh, what Ra is saying is that, yes, uh, they, they have done things that may be considered as failure. But they just see it as responsibilities. Because when you do something, and this has to do also with the inner work that we call... In, um, in this type of self-realization, is that you know that you are not um, guilty or a victim of anything. You just create responsibility on your actions. So it's really interesting actually to see Ra saying this in the way they, uh, they, they phrase it, that they don't see it as failures, they see it more as responsibilities for the distortions that they caused uh, and from that level, of course, there is a huge wisdom that creates this understanding as to how how to manage the things that they distorted because of their intervention. And this makes a lot of sense when you think that their intervention here had been more and more, say, aggressive, um, not in the physical sense, but more uh, involved, say, when they saw that there was no harvest or very little harvestable uh, entities and so on so they went a little bit more aggressive in their techniques but that just caused more distortion as we know already from the humans that uh, created all kinds of power structures and so on so let's move on with the rest of the answer We're just, just going to reiterate some of what i just said and they said thus we would perhaps be in the position of paradox in that as one saw an illumination We were what you call successful. And as others became more sorrowful and confused, we were failures. These are your terms. We persist in seeking to serve. Great phrasing there too. Well, not only are they saying that these are your terms and talking to Don, that yes, they were considered successful in helping even just one being. Uh, I'm sure they helped more than one, but um, then... Creating as others became more sorrowful and confused than they were seen as failures, but those are just the perceptions of humans, and it's fine. They're not saying it's wrong. They're just saying that that's your perception. That's how you phrase or conceptualize these um, these results. So they see uh, they persist in the seeking to serve. That's all they do. If they cause something that was not as intended, they just see how they can serve better. And I think we can take a lot from this. I'm going to bring this to the conclusions because this is something that is practical for us to take just from a couple of phrases that Ra says here. So we go on. We're going to skip uh, question 2311 because I have to do it with Andrija Uh once again. But the question goes, can you tell me what happened to Akhenaten after his physical death? Ra says this entity was then put through a series of healing and review of incarnational experience, which is appropriate for third density experience. This entity had been somewhat in the distortions of power, ameliorated by the great devotion to the law of one. This entity does resolve to enter a series of incarnations in which it had no distortions toward power. This gives us a little bit of a glimpse into how we program our incarnations based on our previous incarnation. In this case, Akhenaten was in his environment uh, surrounded by the distortions towards power because he was a pharaoh. And I believe I got my history right when I say he was a pharaoh. Um, So because he was greatly devoted to the Law of One, he didn't distort himself that much. So in his further incarnations, he just programmed himself as no distortion towards power which is something that is uh, i guess not very hard to do and it depends on how you pick your parents and so on we've discussed this in previous sessions so this is what happened to akhenaten it's an interesting question from don not much to cover there then don says thank you can you tell me what the average lifespan was at the time of akhenaten for the egyptians Ra says the average lifespan of these people was approximately 35 to 50 of your years. There was much, what you would call, decease of a physical complex nature. And Don says, can you tell me of the reasons for the decease? I think I already know, but I think it might be good for the book to state this at this time. Ra says, this is, as we have mentioned before, not particularly informative with regard to the law of one. However, the land you know of as Egypt at that time was highly barbarous in its living conditions, as you would call them. The river which you called Nile was allowed to flood and to recede, thus providing the fertile grounds for the breeding of diseases which may be carried by insects. Also the preparation of foodstuff allowed diseases to form. Also there was difficulty in many cases with sources of water, and water which was taken caused disease due to the organisms therein. Now, Don is going to correct his question, and um, it's going to get a little bit deeper into what he meant to ask. But I think this is self-explanatory. Rives just explained the conditions in which the Egyptians lived and why the lifespan was so short because of the seas, mostly the seas. And again, we're going to cover the deeper part of Don's question here, which had nothing to do with the itself even though Ra said in the previous uh, answer that it was more of a physical complex uh, disease. So let's keep going with Don saying, I was really questioning more about the more basic cause of the disease rather than the mechanisms of its transmission. I was going back to the root of thought, which created the possibility of this disease. Could you shortly tell me if I'm correct in assuming that the general reduction of thought over the long time of planet Earth, with respect to an understanding of the Law of One, created a condition in which this, what we call the Seas, could develop. Is this correct? And Ra says, this is correct and perceptive. You, as Questionnaire, begin now to penetrate the other teachings. The root cause in this particular society was not so much a bellicose action, although there were, shall we say, tendencies, but rather the formation of a money system and a very active trading and development of those tendencies towards greed and power. Thus, the enslaving of entities by other entities and the misapprehension of the creator within each entity. That's what caused the disease or actually the shorten of the lifespan. I remember from our previous videos, we were talking about lifespan and how the distortion and perception towards the law of one or uh, completely derailing from the law of one in terms of aggressive behavior, bellicose nature, which just means more warlike attitudes between groups or even the uh, the manipulation of others within the group and tribe. All this stuff just goes against the law of one in the way that is not perceived as other selves. And it's just more distorted towards, uh, I would say, a more Barbarous, as they say, animal, primitive behavior, and not uh, seeking the creator in one way or another, whether well, that be positive or negative. So that's what Don was asking here. And Rob gives him a big pat on the back, saying, You are perceptive. You're beginning to penetrate the outer teachings. And then they go ex- uh, to explain that it wasn't much the warlike behavior, but rather the use of money for acquisition and power and greed and all this stuff. This System of money that, of course, just creates more more greed and and that behavior that is um, it's selfish in, uh, in in its own way. So that created the reduction of lifespan as well. So that's uh, it's pretty straightforward. Don says, "Thank you. Now I understand. If I'm correct, that a South American." contact was also made can you tell me of the approximately the same question i asked about your contact with respect to the attitude or about the contact and its ramifications and the plan for the contact and why the people were contacted in south america here we go Raset. this will be the final question of this session the entities who walked among those in your South American continent were called by a similar desire upon the part of the entities therein to learn of the manifestations of the sun. They worship this source of light and life. Let's go back to the beginning of, session, uh, of the first part of this session 23 where we talked about Ra being um, um, kind of uh, identified with the worship of the sun. They're going to continue talking about the sun here, but that's one thing. And the South American continent had a similar desire as the Egyptians did, and that's how they approached him. But it wasn't Ra, it was somebody else. Just keep that in mind that they were worshipping the sun, because again, even though I mentioned this in the past video, I'll mention it again. So they continue. It's going to be a relatively long answer. Thus, these entities were visited by light beings, not unlike ourselves. Instructions were given, and they were more accepted and less distorted than ours. The entities themselves began to construct a series of underground and hidden cities, including pyramid structures. Keep that in mind as well. This is going to create the foundation, no pun intended, of the uh, great civilization of South America that I call it. I decided to call it that way because it was indeed great to just think that it existed there. So... They gave this this other uh, social memory complex that Ra doesn't mention here. They gave the people of South America these teachings and fortunately, they weren't as distorted as they were in Egypt. So that's the mention that they're saying there that it was around the same time that this civilization was seeking through worshiping the sun, the law of one. And they received it from another social memory complex, not Ra, someone else. We don't know who. So, let's go on. Ra says, these pyramids were somewhat at variance from the design that we had promulgated. However, the original ideas were the same with the addition of a desire or intention of creating places of meditation and rest, a feeling of the presence of the one creator. These pyramids then being for all people, not only initiates and those to be healed this is a great thing to say because we know that the pyramids were created for this reason in Egypt and here they say that these pyramids they well they were for all people just like in Egypt but they were used mostly in the elite to create um, only for select people and they created this hierarchy and distortion towards powers with that. This didn't happen so much, apparently, at the beginning in South America. And that's why they flourished the way they did. This was a great um, blooming, if you will, of the civilization in South America. And it was because they respected this somehow to create the pyramids and the structures for everybody. It's not reserved for anybody. So they did really good there. Things changed. We're going to get into that. But again, this is all laying the foundation to what I want to speak about once we go through uh, the last couple of parts of the answer. Where Ra continues and says, They left this density when it was discovered that their plans were solidly in motion and, in fact, had been recorded. During the next approximately 3,500 years, these plans became, though some were distorted, in a state of near completion in many aspects. Success. Ra continues. Therefore, as is the case in all breakings of the quarantine, the entity who was helping the South American entities along the South American ways you call in part the Amazon River went before the Council of Saturn to request a second attempt to correct in person the distortions which had occurred in their plans. This having been granted, this entity or social memory complex returned and the entity chose the Entity chosen as messenger came among the peoples once more to correct the errors. Again, all was recorded, and the Entity rejoined its social memory complex and left your skies. As, in our experience, the teachings were, for the most part, greatly and grossly perverted, to the extent, in later times, of actual human sacrifice rather than healing of humans. Thus, this social memory complex is also given the honor duty of remaining until those distortions are worked out of, the distortion complexes of your people. It's impossible to get the humans and tell them what to do and somehow they don't do it. Over time, they perverted all these beautiful things they did and they created um, human sacrifices, (laughs) as we know in some of the cultures in the Americas. So how that happened, I don't know. I guess the distortion towards power and some sort of religious belief. Uh, oh God, I don't know. But it's uh, it's such a contrast to see how... Um, this was pretty self-explanatory. I don't think I have to go deep into what they meant. Uh, the social memory complex that came here, they saw some distortions and they came back and they said, hey, you know, we made these mistakes, correct them, they did, they left, they were like, okay, cool, everything was great. And then they saw this human sacrifice and the rest of the... Uh, perverted stuff that they did with the law of one in the ways they were taught. So um, this is just something to keep in mind as humans. We tend to do this stuff and that puts an end to, well, the social memory complex. Again, they don't mention the name. Um, If anything, it doesn't really matter if they have a name. They just came here. They were karmically involved, just like Ra did. And now they're here, still bringing their aid. Um, I, I see it as funny, as opposed to something there was... Like they say, there's no mistake. I just think it's funny that over time, humans were given so many uh, tools to create a more aligned civilization with the Law of One. And they just use it for... Whatever it was, wasn't even uh, productive in any sense. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about the Great Civilization of South America, now that we know this, is that this is, remember, uh, thousands of years ago. We're talking about possibly 8,000, 10,000 years ago that they were visited by uh, probably even before, I believe, they made some contact uh, 18,000 years ago. And this contact actually was successful in the way that the people, the humans there, they created this huge civilization. Now, the question that remains is, and of course, very advanced technologically, the question that that remains is, where is it? Why haven't we found it? And it's interesting, or synchronistically, I started listening to this book uh, from Graham uh, Hancock. Was very popular in this research, and he just published a book a couple of years ago talking about the um, America before. And when he talks about this, uh, what happened in the Amazon, he explains that there is this um, this huge continent-sized part of the Amazon, all full of jungle, that hasn't been explored by archaeologists and now because of the deforestation that they're causing they're starting to find ruins with not surprisingly highly geometrical structures that are perfectly aligned astronomically not even uh, uh magnetic north but just astronomically north perfectly aligned structures and ge- geometrically uh designed Um, structures as well and they have been finding a lot of stuff like say um, the big problem that everybody talked about was how can they uh, survive in the jungle which is not a fertile soil and they discover this this sort of soil that was man-made and it was extremely bioavailable uh, because of the bacteria, that growth there. And I mean, there is so much mystery in the Amazons right now as the archaeologists work because of it's been... What, one of the things that is explained is, I believe, was Francisco Orellana who came to, um, to the Amazon and crossed for the first time. A European crossed the, um, the Amazon and he was an explorer. Of course, he brought with him what we all know, all the deceased from Europe... And that's the theory that happened was that he uh, or the, the explorers themselves, just like they did, you know, when they came um, in um, in Mexico and other zones, they just, it wasn't through brute force that they killed the Indians. They were basically killed by smallpox and other diseases. So the same thing happened in the Amazon. And when they came back a hundred years later, the jungle had grown over all this stuff and they couldn't find anything. Because he reported seeing millions of people, great civilizations, all types of cities, and they just thought he was making it up because 100 years later they came back and then didn't see anything. Of course, you wipe out a whole civilization and over time when they go explore it in the jungles, in the Amazon, believe me, there's going to be over 100 years, a lot of growth. So all of that is... Uh, underground right now and it's interesting that Ross says that speaking of underground they created underground cities too so this great civilization in South America it's uh, it's a mystery to us who are uh, in the science uh, aspect of how to explore this world but it is there and we're beginning to see now the foundations of this civilization, which apparently had millions, 20, 20 30 million of peop- uh, people in a place where it's supposed to be uninhabitable. So this is all across the 5.5 million mile uh, square miles that are unexplored in the Amazon. So this it just creates such um, such a, uh, a reflection for us to know. That there existed a great civilization there in South America. All right, my conclusions. Uh, Bringing back the uh, the one part that I love about this is when Ra says that there are no failures. There is just the seeking to serve. This is something that, in the way that I I um, I talk about inner work, it's something very important to keep in mind because we have been conditioned to believe that. There is somebody guilty and a victim. Always, in anything that happens, there is the blame to give to something or someone. Um, And this is contrary to the growth of our own, um, say, soul development. Because we are here to learn experiences. And we can't learn an experience if we give the responsibility away to somebody else. We take away the responsibility from us to say, confront the situation or confront the person and know that it is our responsibility. Anything that happens is my responsibility. Anything that happens in the world is my responsibility. Even if I don't and I shouldn't correct it, it's my responsibility to see it in a positive way or in some way where it's just what it is. And uh, having that mindset of externalizing blame just creates this idea that we uh, we're somehow a victim of this world so this is something that is very important to take out of this and we can see this also in our biased ways of thinking going back to South America that the reason why mainstream science doesn't want to acknowledge that there is a South American civilization thousands of years ago with this precision of great technology to know uh, astronomical units and specific coordinates because we have said over time that these are savages and barbarians and just undeveloped cultures and it makes no sense for mainstream science so being really biased and into a way of thinking doesn't allow you to expand your consciousness in a way that is going to reveal something new in your life and you're going to continue to tell the same lie to yourself that nothing existed there because it goes against your own beliefs and the own narrative that you have been so carefully designing. Science has definitely gone away from the exploration, from the experiment of experience. Experiment comes from experience, experiencing something and seeing what happens. So we've gone away from that and in the same way, we are thinking on ourselves in a very scientific way, mainstream scientific way, when we think this way about externalizing blame, guilt, separating things, everything is connected really connected. And when you start seeing that everything is connected, that's when you take responsibility to its fullest because you are the creator not of the physical things that are around you, even though you are. And I won't go down that rabbit hole, but you know that rabbit hole, anyways, if you watch The Law of One. But you are the creator of your perception, and that's the key thing here. So Those are my conclusions, the best I can take out of this video. This is how we end the session. So next time, 24 session 24 is going to be something interesting to be talked about there. I'm not going to say it. We'll wait until that next week. Thank you so much for watching as usual. If you're new to the channel, go subscribe. Go watch the other videos. Get involved with The Law of One. I appreciate you. Again, thank you for watching. I'll see you next week.